And we're back. This is upsetting to me. Um, It is quarter to 1am Pacific Standard Time. And here I am deciding that I need to make content because I haven't made content in a minute. As far as my podcast. So I'm back. I just heard a really strange sound outside of my apartment. I'm sure it's fine. (laughs) I'm sure it's no big deal. Um, I have to say, I woke up today feeling great. Okay, this has been one of the best days of my life. I won't go into too many details, but let's just say that things that were wrong have been righted. It could mean so many things. What does it mean? Am I referring to... uh? things that have happened to me in the past that are now, um, you know, being evened out by the sword of justice. Is Lady Justice on my side right now? Perhaps. Who knows? I consider myself to be a, a pretty lucky person, you know, pretty lucky, lead a pretty good life. I mean, here I am speaking to my fans close to 1am on, oh, it's uh, Wednesday, June 2nd. Happy Mercury retrograde. You know, Mercury went retrograde on May 29th. So if there are any issues um, with me making or editing this podcast, I blame it on that. And if you don't believe in mercury retrograde or whatever first of all it's not a belief it's it's an actual thing retrograde is a position of a planet i'm getting heated not even two minutes into this podcast because i know i just know that someone listening to this out there is like what a dumb bitch she believes in astrology and technically a planet being retrograde has nothing to do with astrology. It's an astronomy thing. It's a literal position of a planet. And if you can't understand that, I don't know what to tell you. And also, things have been going horribly wrong the past couple weeks because there was a shadow period of Mercury retrograde. See, this is when I start getting, you know, excitable And when I'm talking about all these eccentric things that I believe in, whatever. Yeah, so there is a shadow period before Mercury uh, goes retrograde. And a lot of people think it's worse um, for, you know, things going wrong. So basically, Mercury, you know, controls things related to communication, uh, messages, you know, things traveling, contracts. You're not supposed to, you know, sign any major contracts during a Mercury retrograde. Um, miscommunication happens. There's a lot of uh, technology uh, problems. Um, for example, last week at work, there was just like a whole bunch of issues related to technology stuff. I had to hyperlink a court brief and it was just not working out. Um, that's so boring that I already mentioned hyperlinking a court brief not even four minutes into the podcast. And I doubt anybody even knows what I'm talking about. Hyperlinking a court brief. Thrilling stuff. Riveting content. This is what the people want to hear. 
That's why my comedy career is going so well, because I talk about the things that people want to hear about. Hyperlinking briefs, Mercury retrograde, and my luxurious lifestyle. So yeah, I've been having a good last couple of days. Um, what have I been up to? I went to Palm Springs uh, a couple weeks ago. I went for a weekend to visit um, one of my close friends who is currently with child. Uh, shout out to Angie Tianju, a uh, friend of the show. She is with child. Um, I can say that because she announced it on Instagram and men immediately messaged her asking if she was faking it. Because that's the type of society we live in, where a woman can't even be pregnant without a man questioning it. Sick fucking people. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Sick. Like, if you honestly, like, send a message, because this actually happened to her. She got a bunch of messages from men she barely knows. And they're like, are you actually pregnant? And she got pissed off because... First of all, you know when people like do those like horrible like fake pregnancy pranks or they like pretend they're pregnant or whatever? I think those are horrible because so many people struggle with trying to get pregnant and there's so many issues related to fertility that it's a really sensitive subject for a lot of people. And I personally wouldn't be joking around about that unless it's about my womb, of course, you know. If it's about someone else's, then whatever. I mean, that's, you know, in comedy, you're, you are supposed to talk about your own, your own tragic circumstances, your own life. Okay. But for somebody to like do one of those types of pranks with like, I'm pregnant and they're like, no, I'm not. Like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, I think I remember, I think Haley Bieber and Justin Bieber did one of those, but you know, he's an asshole. Like, he's basically an abuser. Have you seen that video of him and her where they're like getting out of a car in Times Square or something and he, and he just like slams the car door on her when she's getting out? Amazing stuff. Um and and then there's like another video where they're on an Instagram live and he's talking about how he has Lyme disease and you know the fans are asking questions about his Lyme disease which coincidentally, I mean, and I hope the Lyme disease people don't come for me on this, but like, why is it that like so many rich celebrities have Lyme disease? Like what, what is that about? And we could find some answers. Um, a couple years ago, there was an article in the cut about how Lyme disease is like super trendy and like a lot of like the elites have it all of a sudden. Um, and I guess it's, diagnosed as a chronic illness where there's like a certain grouping of symptoms, but not everything that is categorized as chronic Lyme is technically actually Lyme disease. It's like a whole thing. Look it up. Don't come for me. Don't write in. Don't write in if you're from the Lyme disease community and you're going to harangue me. Obviously, like the most important Lyme disease uh, you know, incident in our cultural zeitgeist was when Irene on the real world Seattle of 1992 
Um, yes, I am old enough to remember 1992. Um, so Irene had Lyme disease and she left the show because she, you know, was basically weak and had to leave to treat her Lyme disease, right? And as she was leaving, you know, she was taken away in a cab. And um, one of the other roommates, Stephen, he approached the vehicle and he was he was pissed off. He was pissed off because Irene had told him that uh, she thought he was gay. And I'm not saying that, you know, that's, you know, that's not like an appropriate thing to say to anyone. <laughs> but it was a different time. Okay, so she, you know, she was like, Stephen, I think you're gay. And so what happens is he goes up to the, the car, he opens the door, and he fucking bitch slaps her all across the face. Do you remember this? If you don't remember this, you're not my peer. And I have nothing to say to you. So if you don't remember that scene from the real world Seattle and you see me in public, please do not speak to me. Because we have nothing in common. So anywho, yeah, so Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber were um, discussing Justin's Lyme disease on an Instagram live and uh, she was answering a question that a fan asked and Justin started to get like really irritated and he's like, um, they're asking about my Lyme disease because it's my disease and you keep saying we because she was saying like, well, we went to a doctor and blah, 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 you know, as you would speak if you're in a couple, you know, because it is a we situation. And, you know, he's just like, you know, it's my disease, blah, blah, blah. And then like, she has this like really scared look on her face. And then a few seconds later, he just like kind of like starts smiling and breaking into this like laugh. And she's like watching him to make sure that it's okay, that she can also smile and laugh. And it's horrifying. It just makes me think that she's like in a bad situation. So, Haley, if you're listening to this, please call me. Um, not that I can help. I can point you in the right direction. I can direct you to my therapist, Regina. Regina saved my life multiple times. She saved my life when I was in an abusive relationship. See, the thing is, I, you know, I, I think I've talked about this before, but I remember <laughs> when I was in like a really horrible abusive relationship like the thing that like prompted me to start trying to get away from it was that Regina, my therapist, like she said to me, she was like, you know, your boyfriend talks to you like you're a dog. And I was honestly so embarrassed by that because she was so correct. And that like kind of like kicked me in the ass to like start trying to figure out a plan to leave. And it worked, but I did ghost Regina for like, three years so I eventually went back and uh, thanked her for her services and have utilized her again so um, if you would like Regina's contact info please email the podcast unrulypodcast at gmail.com oh speaking of emails I, I received an email from a listener which is just a thrill let me tell you um I love getting fan mail. Uh, typically, my fan mail consists of, you know, men saying that I'm hot, <laughs> which is so true. Um, you know, men trying to sleep with me. I've gotten dick pics. Um, 
you know, messages that are like, can I, can we hang out? And it's like, I'm sorry. I just like, I don't know you. And no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I have to let these people down. It's interesting. Like there was a guy a few years ago where I don't know if he still listens to this, but he was just like, he would send me like constant, constant DMs about his life. And, you know, he would get all like weird if I didn't respond to them. I don't know this person. Like, I'm sorry, if I don't know you, I don't want to be messaging with you all the time. And maybe that's a bit of a catch 22. Yeah, like, what we're not going to get to know each other. If I don't already know you, it's not, it's not a thing. If you're like a fan messaging me and trying to like get my attention, it's strange. So please... Don't send me 200 DMs in a row like that guy did. And then the funny thing is, is that he like, he like unfollowed me. I was, I was like, okay, so you're unfollowing me because I'm not like giving you free attention or like a free service or whatever. Fuck it. Okay. I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the fan mail. Here we go. Dear Heather. Great show. Found out about it from you guesting on Unpopular Opinion Podcast. Oh, shout out to uh, Adam Todd Brown for having me on Unpopular Opinion. The stand-up is good, as is the Instagram. The post about the man with commitment issues but lifelong, uh, but being a lifelong Cowboys fan slaps. <laughs> that is a good joke. That's a, that is my pin tweet currently. Um, Am I just going to read my tweet? Yeah, I am going to read my tweet. Um, the tweet says, men be like, I can't commit, but remain Dallas Cowboys fans for their entire life. And I believe that. Um, <laughs> so many layers. Is it personal? Maybe. Okay. Um, but the podcast, in my opinion, is where you truly shine. Oh my. Uh, when you crack that mic, it really does feel like just you and me in conversation, although we've never met. So true. However, uh, our bit of a, okay, I don't know what that word means. Um, you are super honest in your approach to the podcast, makes it worth it. The depression stuff I could do without, but it's, <laughs> But it does add spice to the sauce. The last part is probably more about me than you. Anyway, you're great. Keep it up. Uh, hopefully you'll get this and maybe read it on the air. Yeah, you know, I am going to keep talking about my depression. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to, I'm not going to change for anyone because that's just who I am. I just, I just am who I am. Nobody can tell me anything. Nobody can tell me shit. You think you can control me? See, the the secret to me is that if you tell me not to do something, I'm going to do it like a hundred more fucking times. But uh, thank you for the email and thank you for listening. I think your name is Sean. Let me just make sure I have that right. I've, I have a lot of emails. Sorry. If you hear like clicking and it's it's my fault that I'm not super organized right now. Yep. Sean. Okay, thanks for listening. You know, it feels good to hear from somebody who um, I don't know personally who's listening to the podcast, <laughs> which I mean, they do. I know people listen to it. I get like hundreds of downloads per episode, but I have no, I like don't know who is listening and that's fine. 
I don't need to know specifically unless it's somebody who I'm dating or hooking up with. And I, I need, if you're, if we're dating or hooking up, do not, it's illegal to listen to my podcast. You can't listen to it. Okay. Um, oh, I forgot to say that I lost, uh, $300, um, in the casino in Palm Springs. I just want to give a quick shout out to, um, Agua Caliente Casino in Palm Springs. Um, this casino in Palm Springs is honestly so sad. And, um, I lost $300, which to some people isn't a big deal. Um, I was upset for maybe an hour or two about the $300 and, uh, I got over it, but, um, I had a solid night of entertainment and, um, a man spoke to me as I was playing progressive slots and he asked me a lot of personal questions that I did not answer. Agua Caliente Casino in Palm Springs, California. Great place. So, I don't know. Um, hold on, I have to pause for a second. Okay, I forgot what I was talking about when I paused this, but I think it was the casino in Palm Springs. Um, I lost $300. One day I will return and I will be victorious again. That's all I can say. So watch out, Agua Caliente Casino in Palm Springs, California. You're on my radar. Uh, comedy is back. Stand-up comedy is back. Oh, I mean, have I gone out there? Yeah, I, I, I went on stage. Pretty anticlimactic, but I went up there. I went on stage. Um, you know, it's kind of awkward being out there, especially seeing people who I didn't think I would ever have to interact with ever again. As someone who's pretty introverted, I would say that the um, the pandemic was surprisingly not as difficult for me as I anticipated. I think the only really difficult part for me during the pandemic is when um, I got ghosted by somebody I care about. And <laughs> that was awful. And I was just like at home alone, like with all the time in the world to think about it really great stuff. Um, it's what comprises humanity. It's, it's what makes you tougher. It gives you grit, you know, betrayal brings you grit. I would love it if, um, people did not betray me anymore. That'd be great. Uh, one of my first orders of business speaking, uh, of betrayal in comedy is that, you know, I've been thinking about something that somebody said to me, Oh, probably three years ago now. <laughs> it was someone at a party in Silver Lake. It was a comedy party, of course, because it's in Silver Lake. They said to me, um, oh, I'm like surprised you're still doing comedy because so many people hated you when you started. This is something somebody actually said to me and thought it was a good idea to say to me. I'm not even making this up. How could I even make this up? It's ridiculous. Could you imagine saying that to someone and being like, yeah, this is a great idea. Like, I'm going to subtly make this person feel like shit. 
and let them know that nobody liked them uh, when they initially started out in this field that we're in, which is already highly competitive and judged by strangers. And I'm going to let them know that um, they were as worthless as they felt when they first started because this will make me feel better about myself. And I just want to say the person who said this to me is extremely unfunny. They probably know that. And they're probably a hater. You know, what can I say? Um, I know I like have this obsession with talking about my haters, but like, I honestly do have haters. You know, like some people say like, oh, my, oh, the haters, like, fuck the haters. You know, the haters are out to ruin me. And those are like crazy people. But I legitimately have haters, like IRL haters, like people who are just mean to me for no reason, especially in comedy. So there's that person. I'll just say it's a woman. Um, You know, then there's another guy who's like constantly like feuding with me and glaring at me. And he's just like, he's a hater because he's not funny. And he knows that. And all of his comedy material is about uh, pizza boxes. That's all I'm going to say, you know, but this is a person who has been rude to me in public for no reason at all. Probably because I can write a joke and they can't. And that's fine. That is fine. You know, that's what motivates me. That's what keeps me going is um, proving all these people wrong. If I hadn't been made fun of a lot in school when I was growing up, I wouldn't feel the need to do any of this. I probably would already like be a lawyer. You know, I would have stayed in Colorado, perhaps I would be married with uh, two kids, a boy and a girl. Except I really want boys. Like I would want like three boys if I was a mom. Um, You know, and I wouldn't be thinking about, you know, all these things I have to do to obtain some career in show business that only I really care about. And, you know, people I went to high school with, like, they don't give a fuck. What are they doing? I don't know what they're doing, actually. Like, I did look up some people recently, and, like, I'm sad to report that most people I went to high school with are successful. (laughs) But I went to a pretty good high school in Colorado, so that's not entirely shocking. Oh, I did want to talk about something um, kind of related to where I went to high school. Um, So this week there was a Twitter controversy. Um about the actress Ellie Kemper. I don't know if you remember her. She was on The Office starting back in 2009. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're you're like, who? Like, you have to Google her. And this is how upsetting this is that this has been, like, the big news on Twitter the last couple of days. But apparently what happened is that, you know, somebody, like, you know, uncovered, like, it's some sort of, like, investigative journalism piece on Ellie Kemper. Could you imagine you're an investigative journalist and you're looking into the background of Ellie Kemper, who has not been relevant since 2015. Seriously, when was the last time you even heard that name or even thought about that person? 
or you probably don't even know who I'm talking about right now. Like you're probably going to have to Google this woman. This is the redhead who was on the office. I think she was a love interest for Jim. I have no idea. I stopped watching the office after Jim and Pam. Uh, did they get married at Niagara Falls or did they get engaged at Niagara Falls? I stopped after the second Niagara Falls episode and I never went back. That's it. That was it. The office was done for me. I never went back. I'll never go back. RIP the office. Um, so anyway, the rumor is that, well, it's not a rumor. Okay. So Ellie Kemper apparently was like queen of some debutante ball in 1999. And it was called like, oh, I can't believe I have to look this up. The Veiled Prophet Ball. Which people are trying to say is like connected to the KKK, but it's not. I mean, it sounds bad. Okay. A veil sounds bad. It sounds like, you know, capes or whatever, hoods. Um, so anyway, uh, in recently unearthed newspaper clippings and photos, Kemper was crowned the 105th Queen of Love and Beauty at the 1999 Veiled Prophet Ball in St. Louis, Missouri. The then 19-year-old wore a long white gown and elbow-length white satin gloves surrounded by men and children in ceremonial garb. <sighs> the St. Louis Post-Dispatch fawned over Kemper's high school academic, philanthropic, and athletic accomplishments, noting her attendance at Princeton University. It also listed her influential family members, pointing out that her father, David Kemper, was the chairman and exec and chief executive at Commerce Bank and Commerce Bank Shares Incorporated. Who cares? This is the news right now. You know why this is the news right now? Is because over the weekend, no psychos shot up any place. I think there was a shooting last week in San Jose, right? And then, you know, that's gone, right? That's out of the news. Now we have to talk about Ellie Kemper because things are so slow and people are attacking Ellie Kemper on Twitter, who isn't even relevant, trying to say that she's in the Ku Klux Klan. Fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> this is why people think cancel culture is a thing and why they think it's stupid. I mean, cancel culture is a thing, but it's not what you think it is. It's... <laughs> What it is, it's that people are being demanded to take accountability, right? And in retribution for that, people are calling it cancel culture. They're saying, well, you, you can't cancel someone. You can't, you can't punish them for something they said years and years ago or whatever. And what they're doing is they're deflecting from the real issue at hand, right? So like, for example, when someone like Chris Delia, or delete what the whatever the fuck his name is the the predator the child predator who yes i stand by that he was doing gross things if you read the complaint related to his case he was being gross and sending like disgusting texts to a teenage girl and like he was making her like uh say her age over and over again in bed with him that is so fucking creepy and weird like, why the fuck is he still working? Chris Dealing is out here getting stage time, and I'm here in my studio apartment at 1.30 a.m. recording a podcast for my hundreds of fans. <laughs> Something is wrong. Anywho. So, 
that's the thing is like, so people actually, when, when they do things that are actually wrong and people call out cancel culture as this like red herring, it, it takes away from the fact that these people did like actually bad things. You know, people are just like crying, like, oh, you can't do that. You can't, you can't take away someone's livelihood. Nobody's livelihood is getting taken away. Ellie Kemper is sleeping nice and soundly in a mansion tonight, somewhere in Los Angeles, I'm assuming. Maybe she lives in New York. Who knows? But she's doing fine. And quite frankly, we don't need to speak of her ever again because it was over for her, you know, like her career was over basically. But we have, we have to, we have to bring it up again because there's nothing to talk about in the news. The media is so crazy in this country. It, you know, it's interesting how like the media is owned and operated essentially by three major companies in the United States. And I think I've talked about this before. We don't need to review that. But we have these media conglomerates that, you know, they want to just like sell stuff. They want us to click on things. They want to sell clicks, you know. And that's the thing I'm supposed to click on is Ellie Kemper was a fucking debutante in 1999. Big fucking deal. Okay. I come from a town where we had uh, debutante balls. No, I was not a debutante. Okay. Even though I grew up in a rich neighborhood in Colorado Springs, I was not rich. I just want to be clear on that. I'm doing well now. I own furs. Plural. I put an S on the end of that. I own furs. I got the new Gucci Barbie shoes. That's right. The pink Gucci slides. I earned those. Yes, I lost $300 in a casino, but I could still afford Gucci shoes. This is not a brag, okay? This is just, you know, the fact that I'm childless and have no dependents, that I can buy myself things. <laughs> so don't get on me about that. But we had uh, debutantes in my high school, and, you know, some of them, they're fine. They're doing great, you know? Uh one or two of them, I think, is dead, <laughs> which is horrible. Um, I think a few of them live in Denver, you know, the the big city where I'm from. And uh, that's that. Nobody there was in the KKK, even though there was a um, there was a country club where I'm from where they didn't have black members until like, oh, my God, it was like the early 2000s. It was something really insane. And then, you know, who who would even want to be a member of that if you're a black or Hispanic person or whatever? You want to go to a place that didn't allow people of color to be members until like the year 2000 or whatever? I think it was way later than the year 2000. It might have been like 2005. It's something wild. So... Yeah, there you have it. If you ever want to cancel me, you can you can take the things I just said and chop them up and put them into some crazy order and then say that I'm canceled and, you know, say that I was a debutante. At least just say I was a debutante so that people think at one point I was rewarded for my youth and beauty. That's all, That's how I want to be remembered, a beautiful young woman. You know, that's what's important. Oh, Christ. Um, news and movies. 
last thing I want to say. Oh yeah, I saw, so my movie recommendation right now is, um, Wrath of Man, the new Jason Statham movie directed by Guy Ritchie. Uh, yes, the beginning of the movie has ridiculous dialogue that doesn't even make sense. But once it picks up, you know, once it picks up, it's a story of vengeance, baby. It's a story of vengeance. And Jason Statham, he's out there and he's killing and he's merciless. And that's what's important. You know, that's what a Jason Statham movie is supposed to be. It's called Wrath of Man. What else do you want? You're a fool if you don't see this movie. Well, I mean, listen, go see it if you're not afraid of going to the movies. I, I've been going to the movies. I'm vaccinated. I've been going to the movies. Los Angeles is going to have, um, they think is Los Angeles is going to have a herd immunity pretty soon, which is actually pretty surprising. So it means that people here were actually mostly obeying the rules and got vaccinated. So that's good news. Um, the bad news is that I have to get out there and be social with comedians. I never thought I would see again and I'm going to have to put on a happy face, but that's life. Say la vie, baby. You put on a happy face. That is so profound. And that's where I'm going to end tonight. Um, so follow me on Instagram and Twitter at fixed Heather. I'm on TikTok because I'm young at heart. Uh, my handle is unruly maruli. And uh, like and subscribe to the podcast, please. Please give me a five-star review on iTunes. And if you do have any thoughts or corrections or you want to call me a dumb bitch for thinking Mercury Retrograde is real, the email for the podcast is unrulypodcast at gmail.com. And that's it. Take care of yourself. Get vaccinated. And uh, stay out of trouble. And don't don't read Twitter. It'll go insane. Good night. Hey, you angel in the sky.